Tonight on Book It, you will go one-on-one with The Undertaker. Hello, welcome to Book It. I am your guest commissioner, TNA Teddy Long, Lil Fudge, Huddle Honcho, whatever you like to call me this week. And here are your guests, Damone, D-Money, Book It Boy of the Year, Alan. Well, I'm not a guest. I'm- I got it, Damone. Stop it. You stop it. <laughs> you're, not, you're not good at this. <laughs> you're not good at this. I'm not a guest. <laughs> I am your Book It Boy of the Year. Um, Hi, guys. We're GMs, not guests. We're GMs. Thank you. Not thank guys. you. But you're still doing great. General manager, Travi T, prime time, part time. I'm not going to do it anymore, Damon. You, you can handle it. Obviously, you want to do it so bad. Uh, what's up, guys? I'm having a good hair day. Oh, you do look hot. Thank you. And you're a final general manager, the week one winner of the fantasy booking, <sighs> champion of ECW, the bad guy, Kenny Davis. Yeah. Yuck. I, I hated that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's not the longest yet, boy, ever, but, you know, it, it's good enough. Um, so last week, we continued our booking series. We able, were able to fit in three whole shows for an extra long gauntlet episode as uh, Travis T. three holes, organic loving. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey. So Travis T. gave us uh, his show, I believe, correct? It was a really good show, too. Was it? What, it what, was. What, what was some of your highlights? I'll give you, we'll let you um, get a couple bullet points. What was some highlights? A couple bullet points. Um, I remember Roman Reigns versus Scott Hall was a big one. Triple H versus Daniel Bryan. There was one other one. Hold on one second. I'm about to pull up the note. Got it right here. Um, of course, everybody's favorite match: Daniel Bryan or Daniel Cormier versus Dusty Rhodes. And then <laughs> we also had, hold on. We had Briscoes versus Zayn and KO in an indie hardcore fight. We had Tyson Kidd versus Ricky Steamboat. And we had World's Greatest Tag Team versus Dudley's versus Motor City Machine Guns in a ladder match. That was a banger. Uh, <laughs> we also had the bad guy doing his next ECW show, which yeah. I'm going to bring up one match, which was the best match to have the worst name ever, where he had a uh, elimination table tag team battle royal. Really, it's way. just you just fucking eliminate fucking... Uh, everybody by slamming the tables, which is a lit idea with a terrible name. What are some other highlights from your show, Kenny? We had um, Bray Wyatt versus CM Punk at the main event. Beautiful cinematic was, match. Yeah, beautiful. Um, let me pull it up. Pull mine up real quick. By the way, your battle royal was not a fucking battle royal. It was a battle royal. Like I said, that man said that man named off. <laughs> he named off seventeen matches. He was like, "This is a tag yeah. team fiddle four way Hell in a Cell table TLC man hit battle simulate. royal <laughs> death match." It was supposed uh, to just be a street fight <laughs> tag team table elimination match. Especially there we go. That's four, but, a, but fatal four way though. Throwing in there too. So that's yeah, right. I feel like people took dollars away for that name. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 it was too late for me to think of a name. I just already been the match and never hey, came up with a name for it. Hey, we trust me. Book it, we guy, own our L's here. From, from the yeah, guy yeah. that came up with Indie Hardcore Fight. 
Yeah, I'm so um, I gave somebody a title. I, <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I realized I deleted my my lineup, so I don't have any more. Oh, but, um, there were some highlights. There was. I just remember he had the he had Dudley's versus who was it? Oh, that was a match y'all hated, but John loved. Um, it was yeah. uh, the, the most the extreme Dudley's, hardcore match ever. Yes. Yeah, the Dudley's and New Jack versus Tommy Dreamer, Sabu, and Sandman. Beautiful. He also then, had Tony Storm finally winning the title too. Yeah, and she got robbed, of course. And Charlotte Flair is a, is a is a good old heel over here in ECW. And we had I thought, um, I thought you were gonna say she was a hooker, and I was like, that's that's a weird thing. No, 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 that's no, that's the goat to me. But see, um, <laughs> we had a match that y'all didn't like, but you know, it, was, it spread positivity. I feel like and I ended it. sexism. Um, it was <laughs> X Pac versus Victoria. Yeah. With a feel-good ending where X-Pac... Yeah, feel-good ending, you know, they hated it. They, they, they don't like good endings. Um, he suddenly realized the bad error ending. of his ways <laughs> after almost losing to her. So, yeah, uh, it's, it's a felt like he should have been rewarded for his behavior and kept on acting that way. I saw what you were going for, but I also had a feel-good moment uh, eat shit on the first episode of our booking adventures. Yo, that's kind of, you're, it, they it, were both it, bad decisions. Oh, I almost forgot. We, almost, uh, we had Kurt Angle versus uh, Nigel McGuinness for the King of the Ring. And we uh, also had Booker T versus uh, Kofi Kingston. Very good match. And uh, yeah, and then y'all didn't like the powerhouse. Y'all didn't like my new tag team of Braun Strowman and Mike Henry. I actually did. I thought it was a good name for them, and I thought it was the best possible use of Braun Strowman. So I actually, I'm a contrarian when it comes to Kenny's cards. Kenny, Kenny, and John are the straight edges here, but they smoke the most crack out of everybody on the show. (laughs) No, we just drink raised energy. We're up all night. About oh, that crack made me win rain. the first week. Oh, nah. never crash. Never crash. Could never. That crack made me win it. Uh, <laughs> so we also hey. had Travi T and I collaborating on yeah. a TNA WWE crossover show of Survivor Series, where if TNA won, they would get the Fox deal with worth a billion dollars, and if WWE won, they would get to buy TNA. Some highlights including uh, the Hardys and Edge and Christian. Uh, facing Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and the Dudleys in a Full Metal Mayhem bootleg TLC match. Um, and after the Hardys and Edge and Christian won, uh, they formed together with Gangrel, almost an amalgamation of the previous broods. What will that turn into? We'll discuss more later What tonight. was that word you just said? An amalgamation. Amalgamation? I told they said that wrong, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> In- inauguration. No, amalgamation is what he's trying to say. Grammar it where we A-M-A-L-A-L-A. He's He's still I know he's still wrong. He's still wrong. Right. No, you're right. That sounds like if you want to say it correctly, inauguration. He threw like a W in there, a couple of X's and Well, I was trying to say uh the word a big combination of things. Yeah, yeah. Like that's right. That's what I'm saying. I totally forgot what I was going for. But um so that happened. We also had Batista versus Roman Reigns and a big brawl for the final spot in the tie where uh, that ended in no contest as five masked men attacked, um, four of which revealed to be my new breed faction of Drew McIntyre, Marcus Corvan, Mustafa Ali, and Pete Dunne. And the fifth was Dolph Ziggler, who had disappeared for a month after Bound for Glory and losing his TNA championship. So he effectively turned heel that night. So those were the shows from last week we're reviewing. Uh, this week we will have Damone's show and then my solo show being rated by uh, not only each other, but the bad guy, Kenny Davis, and prime yeah. guy, Travi Tree. Travi T. Almost said Travi Tree. <laughs> 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 um, 
and they're going to uh, cook us to death. But let's see if we can come back. Me and De- Nor Damone won last time around. It was Kenny who won. Uh, I got third place behind Keith and Kenny. Very close with Keith, though. And uh, Damone got second to last place behind me. Behind Travis and uh, Mike, there was, Mike there was, was a very some, big question for the last there was some yeah. There was some fudging of the numbers because some the rules were that originally we you were able to give someone the zero, which John did for yeah. Goldberg. Granted, match. that was being uh, a bit dramatic. I probably should have given that like 50 cents at the lowest, which is a new rule. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, can you so blame me? Goldberg. You still would have lost. You still would have lost. I still would have lost, but I might have beaten you. You would not have. <laughs> run the I think I had a 3.2. You had like a 2.8. I did not have a 2.8. I had no, like that, a. That was Mike. That, that was, was really close to you. I uh, definitely did not have a 2.8. I'm not Mike. I was <laughs> disrespecting. I was yeah, I look forward to when uh, Mike tries to redeem himself. I hope that he can come back with a better show. Uh, and Keith, we yeah. get to see if he can keep the consistency going. Keith, uh, Keith didn't have any duds, but he didn't have any like mega bangers either. Keith That's was my... a lot of three point fives across the board, and he <laughs> held that average the whole night. He was very three point five to four range. He didn't flop, but he didn't bang either. He was just straight mid the whole time. If he can keep that up. <laughs> He's but no, uh, that's a good thing though, because we were, me and Kenny were getting like ones and fives back and forth. I was just <laughs> that's how our shows go. Same with Travis on a lot of stuff as well, and Damone a couple times. Uh, well, I feel like the most consistency was Mike getting bad ratings and keeping it. <laughs> um, so, uh, but that's where we're at this week, and uh, that's kind of a catch up where things were. Kenny won the first round, and we're about uh, I'd say about two thirds of the way through. Or like one third of the way through the first, the second round. Sorry, where we have the joint show, which is kind of a one-off thing, just kind of to push my stories and his stories along. Uh, I say it did with, advance a lot of stories. Yeah, for me, it because it's like a month after my last show, it actually was very important in advancing my stories. Um, so that's why I really it wanted me, to do it. It helped me get a good a good spot for Wade Bear to cash in too. Yeah, so I. I did write that card uh, with Travis's approval, so I will take the dub for last week at least, beating Kenny and Travis. Oh, so I'll, I'll own that. Hopefully, I can score another dub to go two weeks in a row if I beat Demone. Hey, we but, score together, bud. You win, I win. I wrote it, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> my lawyers, my creative team. We share lawyers. Copyrights. We. Simone has TLC copyrighted, Full Metal Mayhem. He has a six-sided ring copyrighted. I have a one-inch seventh side. <laughs> uh, he also has the uh, 10 pounds of gold. I also have 10 pounds of gold. <laughs> <laughs> he has 10.1 pounds of gold. <laughs> he added like, one ounce of gold up there. <laughs> or like a sapphire or something. I, like. I, added, I added the WB logo at the top. <laughs> <laughs> that was the extra ounce of gold yep. it took to put that. Um, so Damone will be going first this week, and I'll be finishing up. So... Let's put our attention on the presenter. Make his screen nice and big. And I don't want to be big. No, you don't want to be big? No. You're, you're insecure <laughs> about the show? Yeah, All right. I, like, no. I like this. We're going to do it this way. Okay, go. I'll go with that. So, right. uh, Evolve presents No Way Out. Uh, it is live from Ohio Stadium in Columbus, Ohio. Um, so, it's going to start off. There's You're going to see. Hold on. Time out. Time out. Yes. How many commercials did you write into this? I didn't write any commercials. In Thank God. 
I liked the commercials last time. I hated it. I was like, God damn, this is a pay-per-view, and you've got 25 commercials on here. You Did you watch WrestleMania? <laughs> yeah, fuck them, too. <laughs> we got to make money. Well, somehow. WWE I gotta, doesn't I gotta pay WrestleMania for, anymore. It's ECW now. I got to pay yeah. for these halftime shows somehow. Yeah, Starcade uh, doesn't have fucking uh, commercials because we're making money on ticket sales. TNA does because it's streamed on Twitch, so we got the ads on the side. <laughs> <laughs> We I don't uh, know we met, we we probably got a deal with like Comedy Central or MTV by this point like yeah we helped we helped you get a deal to get on Fox Sports One I don't I, I'd rather take Comedy Central's money <laughs> random Seth, Seth Rogen hooked us up with Comedy Central we got a good primetime spot fair enough fair we're enough we're gonna, put, we're gonna put next to Chappelle show reruns we're gonna put NXT on that Fox Sports One then <laughs> uh so yeah it's from live from Columbus Ohio at Ohio Stadium. So it's going to start off with the uh, on the ti- like you see a silhouette of what is known to be the powers that be because no one knows who's ac- the actual powers that be are so and they're the 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 general managers who run the show so they're all in suits you can see their silhouettes they announced that we have now uh, after some negotiation worked out a working partnership with ECW. Yeah. Hey, but, yeah, yeah I'm like all this, shows, all this to be all this to beat WB Impact. Nah. But, <laughs> okay, but unlike nah. other shows, I'm all getting carried to this show. <laughs> unlike other shows, we are not trying to destroy each other. We are going to work together to produce Corey. the best possible wrestling shows hey. for our fans. Hey, hey. Well, hey. all I, I want to say is, all I want to say is, I'm a trendsetter. <laughs> I make the waves. Y'all ride them. I wrote the trends, okay? <laughs> We're winners I, over yeah, here. I, We're winners I had, over here. I, had, I actually was the winner last week. Crazy. <laughs> like, so. <laughs> I also um, so, yeah, they announced that beginning tomorrow night, you may see some ECW talent on um, Evolve TV. So, um, it is also... Evolve so, and ECW makes sense. That sounds like two teams <laughs> should be teaming up. Right. So, we... It goes... It leads... We get past that. It leads into the announcement for the halftime show. By the way, pre- preface this. Every show is going to have a halftime show. I okay. want it... For the, for the big four, they're each going to have a halftime show to make them feel better. Like, kind of like their own Super Bowl. So, for this week's uh, halftime show... It is announced that it is going to be the hometown kid, multi-platinum performing artist, primetime Travi T. <laughs> oh, my God, you milker. <laughs> that's me. Guys, that's, that's me. That's a free five. That that's that. me. That's me. You can't do that. It's a free five. John, no. John, 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 John. I just want to tell you something, though. That's a good flamingo you got behind you. Thank you. I like that flamingo. Thank you. It's it's very nice random. I'm going to have to give that sh- – I know we're not ready yet, but I have to give that shit a one because Travis is going to give that shit five. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? It's pandering. Yes, it is. Fuck you. <laughs> but there is – I do have a plan. I do have a plan. Don't worry. Uh, which Travi actually knows because I, he wasn't supposed to be he, on. Of course. He had so to sign me to a contract. Of course I know. Yeah, he knows ahead of time. So Travi T is going to be performing uh, for the halftime show. So, But we go into match number one. So it is going to be Cactus Jack versus Bruiser Brody in a sadistic madness match. 
By I, the way, I, was, I did not create, I did not come up with this match concept. It's a real match concept. It's from Impact. I stole it from Impact. It happened before. All right. Really? What is, well, it sounds like an Impact match was the rules. <laughs> so the way, the only way, in order to pin or submit your opponent, you must first make them bleed. Wow. So that must be some uh, later Impact shit. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so Cactus, that's definitely that's early. That's early. So that's Cactus, early. probably. Yeah, I think it was early. This has this boring. Yeah, sadistic madness. Uh, so, yeah, Cactus defeated Ho- uh, Hollywood Hogan inside of Six Sides of Steel at Enter the Dragon, which was a um, pay per view right after um, Wrestle Kingdom. But ever since he's been obsessed with making any of his opponents bleed and saying that he's the most sadistic son of a bitch in the world. Um, he does this, but then Bruiser Brody comes out and says, prove it. <laughs> so the two end up brawling. Um, at one point, Bruiser gets the upper hand. They're just fighting all over the arena, beating the crap out of each other. And busts Cactus's, Cactus open and then licks the blood off his hands, leaving Cactus in a pool of his own blood. So it's announced by the powers that be that there is going to be a match, a sadistic madness match. So we'll get to the match. So it's a war that they're beating the hell out of each other. Um, A large part of the match is spent with them trying to obviously bust each other open in order to be able to go for the pinner submission. Um, Cactus is able to open Brody up with an unprotected chair shot to the head. So that busts Brody open. And then Cactus is busted open when um, Brody hits a big boot into Cactus, head, uh, getting hitting him into the ring post. And that busts him right open. Um, so the finish is Bruiser is going for a pile driver on a bed of nails. Uh, but Cactus is able to counter, and he locks in the mandible claw, and he slowly forces bruiser down into the bed of nails push driving him into the bed of nails while holding in the mandible claw one question yes but when you say a bed of nails is this like a like a plywood board like with a bunch of nails drilled through it yes i'm, I'm with you continue <laughs> so he drives into the bed of nails eventually and you can see like if they zoom in you can see the nails start to pierce through bruiser's skin while he's in the uh, mandible claw and eventually bruiser is forced to tap and your winner is cactus jack i'll start that's a that's a solid opener that's probably the best opener we've had for any show so far five stars five dollar signs thank you uh i'm going to give it 3 not to be a dick but here's my thing you executed what you wanted perfectly, but it is so not for me in so many ways. Like, I probably couldn't watch that without vomiting. And it, I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> is it just the blood? Uh, just the bed of nails. Just, ugh. <laughs> it's, it was a really safe spot. Really? Yeah, the spot, because he could have, he went for a slam. He teased the slam, and then he, he gently pushes him into the nails. Yeah, just watching it go. I, I don't know. The camera angle, it's supposed to look gross, and it does. So it was, it was well, he you went you got what you were going for. That's why it's a good three stars. I'm not gonna go below that. But in terms of would I want to watch it? Hell no. <laughs> I'm gonna give it three point five. Um, I think it was a good one. I could have been petty, 
Because you didn't like my hardcore match, but it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> 3.5. It's not that I don't like hardcore. It's just you had like 84 different things happening. You had a yeah. power up. He's got you a power up in your hardcore match. Kenny's Kenny's <laughs> was more fun though. I don't know. Like Kenny's is my genre of hardcore where it's just ridiculous. It's not like as like uh graphic. It's not as graphic. It's just pure fucking insanity to the point where it's like a cartoon. So it's more like a twenty four or twenty four seven title rules as opposed to like Cactus Jack just beat the shit out of each other until you bleed. Yeah, yeah, it's more my style. Kenny's hardcore is more my style. I gotta say. Yeah, this was just meant to like. It's a good opener. They beat the shit out of each other. It's, it's a match we never got. I don't think we ever got to see. I'm trying to think of when Bruiser died, but it, I think it would be a really good match. <coughs> Two of the kings of hard or grand, the Godfathers of hardcore. You pulled it off. I'm not. I'm not dogging you. It's just not my style. You, you pulled so, it off. Our second match is going to be for the World Tag Team Championship. So the Young Bucks, they have been dominating the tag team division. They've defeated the Hearts. They defeated Nakamura and uh, Muda, and they're become extremely cocky. So on an episode of Saturday Night Sin, which is our um, weekly uh, show, I like the that. Young. The Young Bucks, they're talking trash in the rings. They're talking about how they're unstoppable. There's no tag team that can ever beat them. Uh, so they are going to issue an open challenge to any team, anywhere. Suddenly the lights go out, and on the big screen you see D-I-Y. So uh, Ciampa and Gargano are in Evolve. Who and they are going to challenge the Young Bucks for the Evolve Tag Team Championship at No Way Out. So uh, we'll get to the match. So it's a back and forth match. There's lots of spots. Um, obviously, between the two teams, they're very like they they all high There's fly. Spot monkeys. They're spot monkeys. Yeah. So, um, but at one point, Champa and Gargano they gain the advantage. Um, and they, because they stop playing the high flying game and they start to ground the young bucks. Up. So, uh, the finish comes when the, the accident, the ref accidentally gets knocked down. Um, Hollywood Hogan, who is part of the aces and eights with the young bucks is at ringside and he gives an object to Matt Jackson. Um, Matt Jackson hits what object? a crowbar. Um, he hits, crowbar. I was getting to that. Okay. Uh, he hits. <laughs> you don't originally see it, but then you when you see when he goes to hit him, you see it. Um, he hits Johnny with the crowbar, and then the young bucks hit the Meltzer driver as Hogan keeps Champa at bay because um, Champa's out of the ring. Um, and they hit the Meltzer driver one, two, three. Champa is able to fight off Hogan and get back in, but he just misses making the save, and the young bucks retain the titles. And skate by by the skin of their teeth. Uh, I'll start on this one. Um, I'm gonna give it four, four dollars. Uh, simply because you had a great matchup. Uh, I didn't love the ending. I would have rather have seen this one come to a completion of a full wrestling match. Uh, I know you got them doing heel shit because they're heels, and I get that it's probably to advance the story. But I feel like after they've run through so much competition. Either DIY should have won or they should have beat them clean. Um, I, I just felt like it took away from the wrestling. Um, I, I, okay, so 
I don't like DIY as a tag team. I think they're both better as singles guys. I don't L. I don't really care for them as a tag team. <laughs> Young Bucks. Young Bucks are one of the best tag teams in the world right now. Do they wrestle my style? No, but they definitely understand tag team psychology. They honestly just like I said, one of the best tag teams in the world right now. I think on its own on its own merits, the match is maybe like a three or a three point five. But with the Hogan spot and the crowbar and all that, I think you kind of took away from it. And I'm gonna give you a two point five. Okay. Kenny. Um I'm also gonna go to four. I think it was a pretty good matchup. I don't really see too many negatives. I, I kind of messed with the Hogan interfering because we know that they're in a faction together. So they're going to do shit like that. So it's understandable. I, just, I hate Hogan and the Young Bucks being together. I, I understand that, understand that but like, well, I'm, I'm understanding it as this is the faction he made. We got to yeah. pretty much see see it through. And that's where I'm yeah. so point, I'm looking past that, how nasty the like how nasty that looks together. But it's just kind of like, yeah. I'm being I'm being the fans that I I receive. Yeah, yeah. I for using Daniel Cormier <laughs> in a match. I judged him because I don't want to fucking see that. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna judge what I want to see. I don't want to see a Hollywood Hogan in this Young Bucks yeah. match. Because honestly, so honestly he could have broke, broke Aces Nate's up because he knew we all hated it. I'm not. I'm, I not gonna, I'm not gonna pander to him because. But you you don't all hate it. Ken or Keith likes it. So <laughs> I will say that you had a five star matchup with uh, a bad ending. That's the way I'm going to put it. Like I would have given it five on the merits of the matchup. Okay, I, 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 I can live with that. Um, okay, so this one I don't know if you guys will like this one. So right. any of us? It, it, it's a traditional. It's <laughs> a very more traditional match since we just had a pretty fast paced one. It is going to be The Rock versus JBL. Loser leaves main event Mafia. So, who's in Main Event um, Mafia? It is. The, let me just double check one second. The Rock it's, and JBL being on the on the same team is nasty. Yeah, they were both in the Main Event Mafia. Them promos was, are gonna be lit, though. They yeah, are. It's, it was JBL. Are they both heels in this? Or is, is yeah, Rock the Main the Event Sting? Mafia is all heels. So, but like in this match, is Rock playing the Sting role where he's like on the verge yeah, of face? Yeah, he's playing the Sting role. So it is the Rock Macho Man. JBL and they're managed by a sensational Sherry and Ronda Rousey's part time. Okay. Okay. That, that, that Ronda Rousey makes it so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> Why is she part time? Uh, because I didn't draft her, so I'm not paying her full time. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. He, he's sexist. Don't let him fool you. Plus, I don't. Plus, I don't have a winner. So there's so. Like I could you I can use her against men, but I don't want to do the intergender too much. I don't want to do intergender at all. Fuck that. Um right. Uh so the rock is he was the unquestioned leader of the main event mafia until he lost the title to Shawn Michaels. Then JBL starts being JBL and Hold trying on. to make <laughs> what so so JBL is the one that steps up to try to be the leader, not Macho Man. JBL, okay. he's a po- he's a politician. He starts to he's, he starts to play politics. Go ahead. Go so ahead. Uh, JBL starts trying to play politics. Um, he at one point the Rock walks into JBL talking smack to Macho Man about the Rock, and the two get into each other's face like nose to nose. Um, at one point the Rock has is having a match with Chad Gable, 
but he gets distracted accidentally, quotation marks, by JBL and actually ends up losing by because uh, Chad's able to get the roll up for the one, two, three. Uh, JBL says he he should be the leader of the main event mafia, not um, not uh, the Rock anymore, because he is going to leave the main event mafia to be great again. Oh my god! With the biggest asshole smile, you, you JBL being JBL. <laughs> so the uh, Rock says that they've been doing just fine with him as the leader. There's been no problems. So the J- JBL challenges The Rock to a one-on-one match. The loser leaves the main event mafia. Uh, so they're, it's a power struggle. So The Rock accepts the challenge. Uh, obviously, it's a slower-paced match. Um, it's a tr- more traditional wrestling, mat, like WWE-style match. Um, but it's JBL hitting power moves, The Rock selling everything. Um at the end, the rock uh, hits the rock bottom, and he is go instead of going for the pin, he goes for the people's elbow. Um, the or JBL or the rock misses because JBL is able to move out of the ray way. He bounces off the rope, and he unleashes a clothesline from hell that takes off the rock's head. Essentially, like think of the hardest um, clothesline from hell you've ever seen. He lays the rock out. You mean Stevie uh, Richards' chair shot to his head? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, JBL. So JBL gets the one, two, three wins, and he is the new leader of the main event mafia. And The Rock is out. Um, the Rock gets up, goes to shake JBL's hand as a sign of respect, because even though like he lost, he still respects JBL at the time. But then JBL looks at him, laughs, and then leaves the ring. As he has his hands up in <laughs> celebration, because he is the new leader of the main event mafia. Uh, I'll I'll start on that. Uh, I will. Hmm. I'm gonna give it three dollars. Uh, okay. It should have been three and a half dollars. Uh, the reason it's not, I'm gonna give the strongest criticism first. I don't like what you did after the match, simply because it makes the Rock who's supposed to be big, egocentric, even turning face, like he's still like a big deal. And you made him look way too pathetic, in my opinion. Uh, like he, The Rock doesn't lose matches to somebody he's having beef with and go to shake their hands. He's The Rock. And he definitely doesn't get laughed at by fucking Bradshaw. Like, <laughs> it, it's not <laughs> happening like that. It, that. That's not The Rock, I know. So I feel like you made him look really weak, and I don't know how he's going to come back from that. Uh, so that's what took off that half dollar and it's a three and a half dollar match. Like it's good for its style. Not, not my style, but definitely pulls it off. And I feel like the story was pretty good building up. Okay. Um, I don't have that strong of an opinion on this either way. I think it's a middle of the road match. Um, three. Okay. Um, that's pretty much where I'm at. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not really a fan of main event style wrestling like the triple h the rock stone cold kind of wrestling but <laughs> i understand um for i understand they're more storyline based so it's all about the build up to it so i will give it a 3.5 and not a three okay i can live with that and i didn't i like i have a way that i'm thinking of to get the rock like obviously to not look like an idiot yeah but it was more of a we were just in a faction together 
we've been through shit together. Like, yeah. I still respect you, even though you just won and you kicked me out of the group. And then JBL laughing at him is that's just JBL being a dick. Yeah, I just feel like it makes The Rock look weak. I feel like he would just lay down in the ring being angry about it uh, rather than going to shake the hand. Hey, you would have got five stars for me if JBL would have stood at the top of the ramp with a microphone and said, What's a people's champion to a wrestling god? <laughs> <laughs> I would have popped for that. <laughs> um, so then we get to the halftime show. So it's going to be Travi T. He performs three songs. to loud applause. He's the hometown boy. Right, so they Travis, love him. Perform right now. He's here. Perform. <laughs> <laughs> right now. Uh, so yeah, the fans love him. He's the hometown boy. He's a huge star. So his last song plays. He's like celebrating, taking in the applause. But instantly, Bret Hart's music comes on, and Bret Hart storms mm. out, pissed off, there we and go. bumps and bumps into Travi T as he walks by, um, and just keeps on walking to the ring. Bret grabs the mic and says, "Enough with this music, R- Regal. Get your ass out of out here right now." So William Regal obviously has been the leader of Tyranny, which is uh, pretty much like the UK British faction we've been do- having. Um, so there's a video package that plays. It shows Brett has been a member of Tyranny, uh, but he started to distance himself. Um, and there's a, a clip of when on they were celebrating Stu and Helen Hart's wedding anniversary. Anniversary. Uh, but then in the uh, like at the end of it, William Rigo grabs a mic. He's like to say some kind words, and he says, "Stu, you and your family are nothing but a bunch of overrated Canadian hicks." Which obviously the hearts don't take kindly to. Uh, so Brett and Regal start to brawl. Um, Owen tries to separate the two because Owen's kind of like. He also he has he obviously at heart, but he also has been working with um, uh, Regal. So he tries to separate the two. But while that's happening, Brett accidentally pushes Owen into Stu, knocking Stu down. So Stu gets knocked down. There's this whole thing where everyone's trying to is Stu okay? Is Stu, Stu okay? At this point? Uh, he's old as fuck. Okay, because I was gonna say <laughs> Stu would have got up and whooped everybody's ass. No, he's like old as shoot. Fuck, he would have shoot whooped their ass too. <laughs> Uh yeah, he's old as fuck. He's stretching so, everybody. Uh so as they attend to him. Hey, Stu's um, the best heart, man. Regal is <laughs> It goes Stu and Tyson Kid, they're tied for best heart. So while everyone's while everyone's checking on him, like Helen's like over there and everything. Regal's standing in the corner and then just runs out and gives Helen a knee trembler and lays her out too. So William Regal doesn't care. He's just a ba- being a bastard. So uh, they're obviously pissed, and Brett demands a match to uh, defend his family's honor. So uh, Regal comes out to the ring, uh, but once the bell rings, Brett is instead of trying to traditionally wrestle like a Brett uh, like a Brett match, um, like technically wrestling, he's just trying to brawl with Regal. But that's not his style. So Regal gets the upper hand. I don't like that. Uh, Regal starts to work on Brett's neck. Eventually, Brett gets the upper hand again, but then he goes back to the traditional style, uh, which he, the technical style which he uses, and it gets him the upper hand. 
Um, they start at one point, they transition from submission to submission to submission. Um, and but at the end of the match, uh, Brett is eventually able to. Um, I'm sorry, I wrote the wrong person. Uh, yeah, Brett, sorry, yeah, I wrote the wrong finisher for some reason. Brett is eventually able to get um, Regal into the uh, sharpshooter, and Regal is forced to tap. But post match, Brett is celebrating. Obviously, he just won. Regal get, comes up, gets up from behind, and attacks him from behind, and is beating the crap out of him. Suddenly, you see primetime Trevi T run from the back with a chair. He's going to make the save for Brett. Uh, so Regal, Regal gets out of the ring, because obviously uh, primetime has a chair. And suddenly, primetime hits Bret Hart right across the face with the chair, laying out Brett. Primetime starts screaming in his face, I'm undefeated, undisputed, and don't you ever dare disrespect me. And leaves the ring with Regal. <laughs> um, is that the end? Yeah. Okay. So are we judging this separately as a segment and a match, or is this all going to be combined? I would say all combined. All right. Well, as much as I'd love to give you a five stars or five dollar signs just for being... All the all the Travi T presence in here. <laughs> I don't like the. I do not like the. Um, fuck, what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, brawling from Bret Hart. I don't think. I just don't like it. I don't think it's good. It's makes his character look dumb. He knows it's he can't an anger thing. Out brawl. He's, he's so pissed off at, at Regal for well, what he did. His listen. character is he's the hitman. He's the excellence of execution. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't. His emotions don't get in the way. I feel like it was it was just a bad, a bad call. Um, right. and also, who who is that? All the people that's in, um, is there no, a uh, tyranny. He froze. I think I, I'm still here. No, oh, my screen. He's frozen. Hello, hello. Can hello. you hear me? I hear. I can, you. I can still hear you uh, guys. Yeah, you, am I here? Am I back? Am I back? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, I can hear you the whole time. Oh, yeah, it was like everybody, <laughs> everybody was frozen, and like the screens were went black. So I was like, oh, maybe I'm not here. Who's on? Oh, tyranny? Yeah, on tyranny. It's William Regal, Walter, or Walter Owen. It was Owen Hart and Bret Hart. Where was Where's Walter at during this? Walter is getting ready for his match. Oh, so he just lets his boys beat the fuck out of each other. Got it. <laughs> um, so anyway, I'm going to give this a four four dollar signs because I think there was some some flaws here. Okay. Um, let me. I I'm trying to calculate what I think about. I'm gonna let Kenny go. I I thought I had an opinion ready, but I didn't. <laughs> he wasn't ready. Kenny, you go. Actually, I forgot. Walter doesn't have a match on this card, so Walter's not just not there. That's okay. Three three dollar signs, then that makes no sense. Yeah, you should have just kept it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be, I'm gonna be honest. Walter's not three dollar like, signs. He's not here in uh for this pay per view. That's no, I don't like that. Three dollar signs. Damn, Simone <laughs> really gave Travi the musical spot. He could have had any fucking rapper or band or anybody. It wouldn't have been prime time though. And he chose you, and you gave. Him- <laughs> <laughs> the booking of the match. <laughs> he said all of it is all of it. I, I'm going to go 
I it was it was a lot. Like it was it was a lot to take in. That <laughs> was just like it was just everywhere. Um yeah, I wasn't really a, a fan. You got of the two point five off of the off of the the halftime show, by the way. Just so you know. I'm gonna agree with Kenny. I, I wanted to hear Kenny's opinion because I wasn't sure where I was landing. Uh because I love the absolute meme value of all this. Like it's fucking hilarious to me. But I feel like it wasn't like I, I don't know. The match is going to be solid. Uh, Brett versus Regal isn't going to like get me hard or anything. Like it's just not my style of wrestling. Does um, <laughs> wrestling get you hard? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if Dolph Ziggler's in the ring, it sure does. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. Also, so, oh, good. Sorry. Um, and and then like there was the flaws that Travis pointed out, but those didn't really affect it for me. I I don't. I'm just not invested in the story. It's uh, leading. It's yeah. leading to. I'll just. I'll sneak peek for next pay per view. It's leading to Owen and Bret Hart versus William Regal and uh, Prime Time Travis T. I had a feeling that was coming, and that's and that's God. that's why that's where the, <laughs> it was gonna be a one point five. Then I was like. I'm low key invested, but same time I'm not. And the Travis being thrown in there, I was like, I don't know. We finally get we finally get Brett versus Travi T. Like Brett I mean, finally <laughs> tries to prove that he's a top twenty five wow. wrestler. So I Travis, mean, when you book like, that show, has to come on in his wrestling gear. <laughs> like, yes, the wearing fucking I'm, underwear, I'm elbow pads. I was, I wanted to like it, but it was just, like I said, it was all over the place. And it was just, it was goofy. And it was like, it's supposed to be, a, I feel like it's supposed to be a serious storyline. And then the goofiness comes in. It's kind of yeah. like how Bad Bunny was thrown in. It's kind of like. It wasn't enough of a meme to make me hey, like invested in unless, a unless he hits a prime time destroyer in the middle of the match. I'm, I'm, gonna, go, I'm going to hit a prime time destroyer because like, like I'm gonna we, finish him with a prime time pedigree. And I'll, I'll, I'll compare this to Kenny's show because uh, Ken, when Kenny does meme shit, I know he gets like destroyed by everybody else for it, but I love it. But to get me on the meme value, you have to go all the way with it. You can't have like a Brett versus Regal like wrist lock match. You have to meme it up. And Kenny understands that to get my cheap fives. So basically, what he's saying is, you should have done Hornswoggle versus Norman Smiley with the yes, Travis T run in. Yes, there you go. <laughs> that's yeah. good booking. That's because, because I agree with that. Because I feel like if it's because it's supposed to be a serious storyline, and with the goofy element in there, it's kind of hard to get invested. Also, get invested, and, and that's how I felt when, like, because I even said that when John had. Um, the Jeff Hardy storyline at one point in his, his first pay per view, and I was kind of yeah. like, I was like, okay, this was cool, and then it turned into six nine jumping in, and yeah. I was like, ah, oh, this you is. You were cool. the only one that just liked that. That was like the goaded opener and got fives from everybody until you hopped in. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I'm just being, real. I'm just being real. Like, I, yeah. I like, like if it's a, but, if it's gonna be a serious match, I want the whole thing to be serious. If it's gonna be goofy, I want it to be goofy. That's so why it's like yeah. when I know when I see him pop on the screen, it's like okay, it's the goofy shit, and I can yeah. kind of like, get my mind into it instead of being like. Well, you're right. You're totally right. On both of our shows, you're right. Like, you're a thousand percent right. Yeah, uh, this is the storyline that I have completely in my head written. Like, completely. I know where it's going all the way to the end. Okay. Two, two final points. Uh, one, I don't think you I don't think you swerved anybody with the, the swerve of me hitting Brett instead of hitting Regal. <laughs> I don't think anybody was listening. Oh, and like, oh, he's, he's going to hit Regal. On on here on here yes, but if think about it, no one in real life would know that you hate Bret Hart. 
Okay, but if Travis is a megastar, he's definitely going yes! on some fucking podcast that isn't ours. Like, let's say he's a big star. And he yes! got, like Joe Rogan or fucking Joe Budden or whatever Joe that's all popular in podcasts. All, all the Joe like, podcasts. And he's just like, fuck Bret Hart is the first thing he's going to say. Like, I'm, going on, I'm going on Joe Rogan, Joe Budden, Cup of Joe, and the average Joe. Joe Biden, he's going to be like. Joe Biden, yep, yep. <laughs> Joe Mama. Joe <laughs> I'm going to all those, but that's that's my first point. But also, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a, a million dollars worth of game for free ninety nine real quick. I wouldn't do uh, Regal and me versus Owen and Brett. I would do Regal and Walter versus uh, Owen and Brett because you're making Walter seem like he's nothing, and you could put me in their corner. Walter is the TV champion. Yeah. Uh. He's not. He's not defending on this show. So what well, he's matter? not on fucking TV. So. Yeah, he's not defending on this one, but he's gonna defend on the next. One. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Go ahead. And he defended on the first, one, or he he was on the last one. So we, we analyzed um, that one pretty hard. Yeah, we really did. He's gonna be on the next one. So next match is going to be um, the light uh, light heavyweight championship match. Uh, so it is going to be. Juventud Guerrera versus ribs taped specific Billy uh, Billy Kidman. I'm so, in. <laughs> so, I'm here for this. So per usual, there's a weigh in the night before. Hoovy uh, is going to weigh in at 170 pounds, and Billy is 195 pounds. Is that how small they are in real life? Yes, that's or at least that's what they're belled at. You said you said a match was Juventud Guerrero versus Billy Kidman with yeah. his ribs taped. With his ribs taped. I mean, I knew no, I know it was ribs with tape, but very specifically that. Is he wearing trunks or jean shorts? Jeans he's got to be. He's okay. got to be. There you go. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say. Yeah, he's got to be jean shorts. <laughs> ribs, tape, other, jean yeah. shorts. Uh, Billy Gunn's <laughs> the goat. Right. Uh, so Billy Gunn has been the cruiserweight champion for quite a while, but Uvi has been on the roll. Uh, he beat Crash Holly to become the new number one contender. He is being managed by Vicky Guerrero. Um, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, she's yelling, excuse me, all the time. Uh, she says, not only does he have the juice, he is the juice and is going wait to a be minute. Wait, the next wait. champion. Wait a minute. <laughs> I, didn't agree to join, I didn't agree to join with you. We already have the juice. We have OJ Simpson on ECW. <laughs> we already have the juice. We're gonna. It's gonna have to do juice versus juice. Yeah. <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a juice on the loose match. Mimosa mayhem. Yes. <laughs> um. A triple threat. Yeah. Orange cat. That's, that's ten dollar signs. That is ten dollar signs. Um. Yeah. So he Where and he's go? gonna be the next. I don't know where he went. He's gonna be the next champion. Uh, so Hoovy says that it's kind of like when your father says he's going to give you a whooping uh, or, or right before he's going to give you a whooping. He says, I'm going to give you something to cry about. Um, <laughs> he says, I'm going to give you a reason to have your ribs taped. Wow. Oh, I like that. Uh, yeah. So uh, so obviously uh, every time for the few weeks before the show, uh, Hoovy just keeps attacking Billy and attacking the ribs specifically. So, uh, leading into the, or getting to the match, uh, the match is what you would expect from these two. And Hoovy is attacking the Riz repeatedly during the match, trying to make good on this promise. 
Um, Billy's able to bounce, uh, balance ba our battle back, and he a couple times tries to go for the shooting star press, but Vicky keeps getting involved and distracting him. Um, eventually, uh, the ref does kick out Vicky, which causes Booby to lose mind. He does classic heel freak out when his manager's gone. Um, at one point, Billy gets Hoobie down, and he goes for the shooting star press, but Hoobie's able to get his knees up um, as uh, Billy's writhing in pain because his ribs are injured. Um, Hoobie picks up Billy, and he hits the Hoobie driver for the one, two, three, and your new cruiser, or light, I'm sorry, light heavyweight champion is going to be Juventud Guerrera. So uh, Vicky celebrates with Hoobie on the ramp. Uh, I'm gonna give that five dollar signs. I didn't see any flaws with it. I enjoyed it. You made you made us pop. You did your yeah. job. You gave me you gave me two of the best cruiserweights of all time, and I'm here for it. Five dollar signs. Thank you. Yeah, um, I agree. I give five dollar signs as well. Okay, so this is gonna be my penultimate match for those of those who aren't learned. This is the match right before it's the end. Um, so it's going to be Nakamura. Word. Yeah, I did. Nakamura mm -hmm. versus Great Muda versus Jushin Thunder Liger. So, um, at one point they say were that all... again. Say that again. So That's it's Nakamura match. versus Great Muda versus Jushin. Weren't they friends last time we? Yep, we they saw were the, the last episode yep. of Dragon Ball Z. Yep, they they were part of the last samurai. Um, I hate uh, that. I hate that name. That sounds mad racist, Damone. You can't call Iron <laughs> on the mat the last samurai. Um, so a little Muda, bit, a little bit. Muda loses the title to Walter, uh, the TV title, because he had won it. Um, and then Nakamura and Liger also fail to capture the tag team titles. The group starts to go on kind of a losing streak and they start to have infighting and arguing. Um, at one point, Nakamura cuts a promo saying the last samurai is no more, we're done. I'm the greatest Japanese wrestler of all time, and I'm, I need to be on my own, have my own path. Liger and Muda obviously disagree and say they're the best of all time. Um, so the powers to be decide that they're going to face each other to decide who can truly call themselves the greatest Japanese wrestler of all time. So it's a a, a pretty a great match. Um, so you have. Mm -hmm. Um, the Japanese high flying of Liger. You have old school, the great Muda, and then you have the newer style, the strong style Nakamura. Um, so they're being the hell out of each other. It's a triple threat. Um, so the end comes when Nakamura hits a uh, Bumaye on Liger, but right after that, the great Muda spits black mist into Nakamura's face, face, and then hits a shining wizard for the win. So the great Muda wins the match. Uh, oh, you you got it, Kenny? Yeah. I'm going far. I'm going far. They may not feel the same way, but I feel like that'll be a, a very good match, actually, um, with those three being in it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going I'm, far. I don't, once again, don't have a any criticism, so it's $5 signs. I'm actually going to go $4 signs, be the contrarian once again. Uh, I think the wrong person won. I agree, but that's I, I still feel like the match is really good. I, I feel like uh, anybody other than Muda should have won. Uh, preferably Jushin, but Shinsuke would have sufficed. I think Shinsuke should have won, but that's... So, uh, I'm going to give... It's still a great match, so... You know what? You're right. You're right. That is a complaint. So, four and a half. <laughs> yeah, dealing with that. 
I, I I didn't mean to drag down your overall score by no, getting Travis no. on it. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, but I decided because I'm trying to be fair. I'm not. I'm trying to. No, it's fine. You know I, mean? I understand. Like, I get it. If you don't think the right person won, then it's not a five star. It's a four. Exactly. And a half. So um, I'll so up, yeah, I'll up the four and a half. Actually, I'll I'll be, I'll be with Travis. Four and a half. That's fair. Kitty's like this is bullshit. Every time I write something down, y'all motherfuckers change your mind. <laughs> 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 uh, and so the main event is going to be for the Evolve Undisputed Championship. So it is going to be contested inside of Six Sides of Steel, uh, since it is no way out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. It's the six sides. <laughs> Specifically six sides. We don't mention how many sides we have, but you <laughs> see six. It's actually seven. <laughs> uh, so RVD had, won a gauntlet match to become the new number one contender for the undisputed title. Uh, HBK went, has been defending the title uh, ever since he won it from The Rock. He beat Hogan. He beat a uh, heel, Marty Jannetty. Um, <laughs> it wasn't on this pay-per-view. I was with you. you <laughs> yeah, it wasn't on this Did you draft Marty Jannetty? No, I didn't draft no. Marty Jannetty, but I mm. I wrapped up that storyline between him and Sean. Um, so uh, RVD tells HBK it's nothing personal. They're both faces in this. Um, it's just business. I want the championship. It, uh, they shake hands, but then Sean acts like he's gonna super kick him, um, but doesn't, and then he tells him all it takes is one second. So it, the match is announced that it is going to be inside the six sides of steel at no way out. Uh, so they both enter the ring and then the cage drops down announcer, everything. Um, so, um, so they go back and forth hitting big moves. It's a cage match, but two they're they both obviously can high fly. Um, RVD uh, ducks a super kick and then hits a spinning heel kick. Um, he then hits a uh, five stars, uh, stars, five star frog splash, uh, but he's moving pretty slowly because they've been beating the hell out of each other. Um, and he goes for the pin, but HPK is able to move or kick out. Um, he then tries to climb up, like get start to get out of the cage, but HPK is able to pull him back down. Um, at one point, uh, RVD at, uh, injures his ankle which uh, Sean is able to start to take advantage of. Uh, RVD manages to survive and take back control, but when he goes for a rolling thunder, Sean kips up and hits a super kick. Mm. Um, He goes for the pin, but uh, RVD kicks out. Um, Sean starts to work his way out of the cage since he's not getting the pin, but RVD manages to pull himself up by the ropes, um, he runs and he springs springboards onto the cage and works his way up and catches up to HBK. The two are on the top of the cage and they're fighting back and forth, throwing punches. At one point, RVD at some point, RVD at one point, RVD gets the upper hand and he knocks HBK off the cage it's and he falls to the ground. It's coming. But instead of going for the escape, RVD yep. goes RVD. Yep. And he goes for the five-star frog splash. But at the very last second, Sean manages to move out of the way. Um, so Ooh. <laughs> uh, Sean starts to crawl. And he is able to just drape one arm over RVD. One, two, three to retain 
the undisputed evolve championship. Mm. That's great. Five dollar signs. That's where I'm at. I'm giving it five. You you turned up the last, the last three matches. I give you five. I'm giving you a four and a half because there's no reason that RVD shouldn't have been able to at least hit the five star frog splash. It would have hurt him as much as it hurt Shawn Michaels. But then, well, yeah, but then, but then I Shawn doesn't win, and Demol wins. Shawn doesn't win. win. I want Shawn, Shawn to win. He still can win. I guess, but if you get hit with a five star, four frog and splash, a half dollar <laughs> sign. From the top of the fucking cage. Four and a half <laughs> I mean, dollar sign. Your ruling's final, but I agree with Damone that your ruling's bullshit. Y'all want to argue me down to three? Because that's I mean, what's about to happen. I'm literally about to try to beat Damone, and I still think he should have gotten five, so fuck you. <laughs> yeah, and that's how the show ends. Uh, they beat the hell out of each other, the cage comes up, and confetti falls. Is that is HBK, like, Is there confetti barely... in the match? At the end of the pay per view, there's confetti. Every pay per view. Yes, yeah, so at the end of every of the big four, the big mm. four. I'm making my big four all feel big. They all. I want them all to feel like you big events. You'll have a medium two and a big two. I understand. Yeah. All right. So here's my question for you guys. You guys ready for some real fucking cage matches? Because yes. welcome to TNA Lockdown. <laughs> oh, <wait>. Every <laughs> match is a cage match, motherfucker. <laughs> Every single one is a cage inside the match. seven sides of steel. We're not mentioning the amount of sides; it's just steel. <laughs> it, it looks like six to the naked eye, but if you measure it seven, one inch, baby, all it takes. Uh, so, welcome to. TNA I don't think that's. It. I don't think that's like structurally sound. <laughs> makes no difference. <laughs> is there two turnbuckles like side by side? No, They're the seventh side. Like, I, I feel like it's literally it's six. How do you lose? And then like there's literally like this much. That's why I said not... one inch. One how do you inch. how do you get the rope to stay there without a turnbuckle? It's one inch. It doesn't make that much difference. <laughs> it's just kind of slanted. I don't know. Like stop, stop questioning it. Stop questioning. It. Just like, don't make me think it. about this. It's Fuck. Just, it's one inch. Well, just took that to be a dick. Don't let him win. We share lawyers. They, I'm trying. They I know. I'm trying to prepare the lawyers. Like you know, what I mean, like we got Paul Heyman. It's still seven sides. Here. Okay. Like we have to go up against Damone Sapolsky here. <laughs> so uh, the show starts with our truth coming out. And he has a microphone, and there is a throne on the uh, stage. And he says, tonight, I have booked a Comedy Central roast of Seth Rogen. <laughs> and then uh, he starts to make fun of Seth Rogen, but what he is missing is that he's making fun of traits of other comedians, such as he makes a short joke about Kevin Hart, he makes uh, a joke about Dave Chappelle, and he even references Dane Cook. <laughs> Getting him confused for Dane Cook. Um, so, oh, the and, uh, did he not, did he not make a James Franco joke? <laughs> a James Frank. Uh, he probably th- you know he's just naming every other comedian out there that is mainstream he's... that he just he just doesn't remember who it is. And then Seth Rogen comes out looking just fucking bewildered, and he's just like, uh, you know. Our truth. Uh, I thought that weed was my favorite drug until I realized that CTE is the best drug of all. 
And then uh, R-Truth says – Wow. Just about to make me have to edit. And R-Truth says he really enjoyed Anchorman and the 40-year-old virgin. That's decent comedy. There's This is good comedy, John. Wait, was it Seth Rogen in the 40-year-old virgin? Yeah. I don't remember. I th- that was Steve Carell's movie, though. I didn't know he made a cameo. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was in it. <laughs> He's a main character. Yeah, he is uh, my main character. <laughs> okay, then, then he was partially right. <laughs> he wasn't an Anchorman, though. Uh, so, uh, you meant to say Anchorman and the Love Guru. Something like that. Some movie he wasn't in. Uh, but I forgot that he was a 40 year old virgin for some reason. Maybe it's been a long time since I've seen it. So, excuse my lack of 40 year old virgin lore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna let you guys rate that segment before the match because it is separate. That is a five dollar segment for me. That was a good comedy. Um, I'm gonna give it a three. Fair. Like, wow. I don't hate it. I don't love it. Like, I probably would laugh a little bit, but it's not as nope. good as your six nine spot. Fair nope enough. that was that was good comedy, Damon. All right, it's Kenny's. Kenny's the last one. I, I was trying to. Is Kenny the last samurai? You said three. <laughs> And then Travis, you said five. Five. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go four four and a half. If I'm with four four point five. I really thought the comedy was good, John. Like you you wrote it good back and forth. Uh, I I tried to write at the level of Seth Rogen and our truth two comedic gods, but I'm not that. <laughs> it was that. a good, it was a good time. Like I was like okay. Uh, so our truth goes to the ring because he is participating in an escape the cage match where eight superstars will be in the ring <laughs> and the first to escape wins the every match title. should be every cage match should be an escape the cage match okay but you can pin and submit in a normal you cage should, match you shouldn't be able to well I'm, call every other wrestling company not me fuck off john i'm gonna be honest with you originally when i wrote the brett or not brett the uh hbk rvd match i had it as an escape match and then i just changed it to a cage well that's my idea now motherfucker Obviously, with you. <laughs> uh, so in this match will be our truth MVP, uh, borrowed WWE talent Al Snow, Bob Holly, hey. another TNA talent Jay Lethal, borrowed WWE talents Rick Steiner, Davari, and Austin Theory. Uh, so the winner of this is actually going to be Al Snow. He takes head into the cage with him, and ev- eventually, after some brawling and you know general shenanigans. Rick Steiner breaks head and throws it out of the cage. Uh, Al Snow then goes berserk, turning into like a wrestling god, working at the level he was when he was in the main event of ECW. Like he's hitting fucking Mishinoku drivers and Zaguris, German suplexes. Like he's out there looking like fucking Kurt Angle. Like he's just <laughs> destroying motherfuckers. Uh, him and Jay Lethal are actually in most of the control of the match because uh, they're hitting the most moves. And until Lethal misses a diving elbow on Austin Theory. Austin Theory gets up, and then Al Snow hits him with, like, a big, like, tilt-to-world, kind of like a deep six, but it's not called that because he's not Baron Corbin. Uh, hits a tilt-to-world slam, knocking Theory out, and then he quickly climbs out of the cage to go over to head. And then he sees the broken head on the ramp and just kind of falls on his face, like, crying over head being broken. And then... Um, I'll explain why he's looking this way later, but to no music or entrance comes out Curry Man. He's like kind of looking around like super scared and frantically. I'll explain why he's doing that in just a minute. So Curry Man comes out looking frantically and he sees like the hardcore title like next to Al Snow on the ramp while he's like crying overhead. And he just kind of picks up the title and like sneaks around. 
the cage and is just kind of like looking around, just scared. So that's the match. Um, wait, wait, did Al Snow win the belt? Al Snow won it, but then Curryman stole it. But he's still the champion. As long as Curryman doesn't hold on to the belt, because you could, in my word, you could steal the hardcore title, baby. <laughs> so so you theft, theft just... is a is a way it's of victory. A... <laughs> what? Theft so, is a form of victory. So, in, John, yeah. it's pinfall submission, theft, gift. Um, no gift is only for X division. Get it right. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. I think like the theft aspect with hardcore title makes it more fun too, because you can just sneak away with the title and just have more. It, it just creates more opportunities. So whoever's in possession of the title, physical possession is the champion. Yes, because twenty four seven was kind of like that when it first like the day it started. People take the title and run, you know. So uh, typically, the the um the timekeeper. Was the hardcore that's what I was about to say. <laughs> the ref, yeah, when like he ref during, presents the title during uh, big matches like that, the twenty four seven rule is suspended, and then when the match ends, because you know, like with sometimes love of a big match. I, I don't like that. I don't like that because you, you, if you're in the middle of a match and another guy runs that, like you're defending the title, and another guy runs down, and takes it from the timekeeper. Or it's just a fucking cage that's match. Nobody wants to go through that <laughs> struggle of going into a cage with eight guys. We could just say that too. Uh, <laughs> I. But, like, certain matches, they definitely announce they suspend the rule, and other times, other guys just don't want to go through the trouble. I feel like this cage match, other guys just don't want to go through the trouble. No, no, what I'm saying is if you, it's theft is a thing, and you've got the you've got the title just sitting there on the table next to the timekeeper, and someone comes up and steals it, that's comedy. Like, I like that. If you're going to use it, lean yeah, into I'm it. Using, like you said, I'm, if you're going to meme it, go sure. all the way. Yeah, I'm using the theft for sure. The theft is there for sure. I'm just saying, like, in terms of, like, during matches, sometimes they will announce that the 24-7 rule is suspended during the match. Uh, this one I probably won't say was suspended. I'll probably just say guys just don't want to go through the trouble of climbing into a cage with eight guys to climb back out and win the hardcore title or something. So, so the, so the title's in the cage with them the whole time. Well, no. I have to say <laughs> it is on the line in this match. You get what I mean? Like He's saying no one can steal it. That that rule is... Until the match is over. Yeah, okay. once from bell to bell, the, from bell to bell while defending, you can't you can't steal the title. Okay. I think that's so, fair. During a sanctioned match. I'll okay. say that. So I'm going to give, <laughs> give this a four. Fair. Um, at first, I was going to go lower, and I hated the theft thing. But actually, the more we talked about the theft thing, I kind of like it. Really? I thought the, the match was title. dropping. <laughs> that's what was yeah. yeah, it originally did. But then we it, it recovered. So yeah, yeah I'm going to give it a four. I'm, I'm going to give it a four. But I will say that I don't like your ruling on bell to bell the thing. I still think that if someone was defending their title in the match and then fucking Curry Man comes sneaks down through the yeah. crowd and steals the belt mid match and like the yeah. match goes to That's hell. Not every of it. match bell to bell. That's like a sometimes thing. They have to declare it suspended. Okay. Like they have to declare that that rule is not on. Fair enough. Uh, not every because sometimes that shit that. does happen. I would also, I will also, I'm, like during Riddle versus Corvon last show, they declared the 24 7 rules off. Gotcha. Okay. I will also be highly, highly anticipating. I'm hoping that this is a series of vignettes throughout the rest of the show of Al Snow trying to find Curry Man. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that's a B4 stars for me. All right. Kenny? I'm going with 4.5 again. Let's I go. Think, I think it, I think, I think it has potential. I personally, the only reason I'm giving it a 4.5 instead of a 5. I don't like Al Snow winning that match. 
That's just me. I, I just yeah. ooh, I don't. I've I just never... wanted to make a borrowed talent win because he was going to hold the belt for all of like five seconds anyway. So I think uh, I also yeah. made that call because I was like, "Hey, I think I'll show your hardcore title." And I like the idea of you know, once head gets broken, he just goes berserk and turns into fucking like because he used to wrestle at a high level in ECW. Yeah, he just like returns to that and just fucking Kurt Angle on everybody. No, I remember that. I was I remember that Al Snow. That's why I'm just like, hey, okay, but Al Snow should have been world champion. W, at least in ECW, he should have been. Not WWE, ECW, okay, ECW. Yeah. No, he, been, if he would have, oh, oh, if he would have taken his character and his wrestling style from ECW to WWE, he could have been a world champion. He would have had to get in better shape, but W. Fair. <clears throat> All right, so moving on to the next match. This will be what did first. you give it, Kenny? Sorry, uh, he, he four point five. So far, now he has two four point fives out of me right now. Damn. All right, I'm going for the dub. This will be our first of two lethal lockdown matches tonight. If you remember what lethal, lethal lockdown is, it's basically war games, but with weapons and only one cage. Um, uh, TNA is ki- king of the bootlegs. Um, so this is going to be what is now called the Broken Brotherhood, which is also a fuck you to Mike for taking just the brood name and nothing else that comes with that. Uh, <laughs> but it is the Hardys and Edge and Christian, and they will be facing Curryman, Rey Mysterio, and Enzo and Cass. So here's the buildup. Uh, Matt Hardy cuts a promo after the Survivor Series saying that the Broken Brotherhood, which they assembled at Survivor Series, the Gangrel, uh, is the greatest collection of talent ever assembled. Eba assembled. And they have a clear-cut plan to take every title. Edge and Christian have been sneak, have been stalking Enzo around, including to the point of following him home, like when he tries to go home, like just flip creepily stalking him, even if it's just like Edge in like a trench coat standing in the distance. Uh and then uh, one of the times uh, Enzo fights back, but the Hardys are there to assault Enzo at the impact zone. But then uh, Cass and Rey Mysterio come to his aid, but then Gangrel gets involved and the numbers are kind of overwhelming because it's like five on three. But then Curry Man sneaks up on the group during this brawl and dumps curry sauce on them for a bloodbath. <laughs> Um, on the Broken Brotherhood. <laughs> the next week, Matt Hardy declares that Curryman is a disgrace and he will be dis- exposed and deleted. Uh, so Ray, Enzo, and Cass spend all night looking for Matt Hardy, failing and getting hit by booby traps. Uh, and the Broken Brotherhood is shown on screen later with Curryman tied up in the Hardy compound. And he tells them on screen that the man underneath the mask will be exposed and he will never be the same. And he's like shaking, like looking like he had gotten the shit beat out of him when he's all tied up. Like he's like looking like a friend. And that's kind of explains why Curry Man came out looking frantic. Uh, because he's basically been tortured by the Broken Brotherhood. Uh, but he kept his eyes on the prize. I like that dedication. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> this match, you know, Jeff, uh, how it ends is Jeff Hardy takes out Big Cass with a top of the cage swanton through some tables. Um, Rey Mysterio. Uh, Enzo and Curryman are about to square up on Matt Hardy, Edge, and Christian after a hard-fought, fast-paced brawl. But then as Ray and Enzo go forth, uh, Curryman kicks Ray in the nuts and pushes Enzo into the other three. Uh, and then he takes off his mask to reveal the fallen angel Christopher Daniels. And the five of, well, the four of them beat the shit out of uh, Enzo. And eventually Edge will spear Ray through a corner table and then Matt will hit a twist of fate on Enzo onto an upright steel chair. Uh, and then Matt will pin him one, two, three. The Broken Brotherhood wins the lethal lockdown. And they walk away with Gangrel and Christopher Daniels. 
Question. All right. Uh, okay, go ahead. Where's the hardcore title? Uh, I was thinking that too. <laughs> probably. Al Snow takes it. Al Snow takes it. <laughs> uh, he probably walks away with it at this point. I don't know why. I, I did not think about what the hardcore title was doing, <laughs> but C- Christopher Daniels is currently the champion. Okay. Remember, this is part of the Broken Brotherhood's plan to take all the titles. Oh wait, did okay. they did they bring him into the Broken Brotherhood? Yes, because when he took oh, off okay. his mask, he kicked Ray in the nuts and then shoved Enzo into the group, and then they all beat the shit out okay. of uh, <laughs> Enzo, and then Edge speared Ray through a table, and then Matt Hardy at the twist of fate on Enzo onto an upright okay. chair. Daniels walks away with the group. Okay, so I'm gonna be honest with you. That's part of my problem with this match is there was so much fucking going on that I, I'm so confused. I honestly, that was a lot to. There was just one betrayal. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but it was everything. Everything else in the in the build up and everything, it was just a lot for me. Uh, right. But I'm gonna give it a three and a half. I'll take that. I'm also gonna give it three and a half. The thing I hated was the curry sauce thing. I love that. <laughs> that was funny. That's because you were bad. because you were well. The reason I'm gonna say the same reason you we said the thing we said earlier. Where I feel like this is days. a this is like a serious like storyline. Yeah, and it became. You had a just random comedy thing. In I was like, yeah. one, one of these, one of these. Well, uh, he was like trying to humiliate Matt. Heavy. He was like trying to humiliate uh, Matt Hardy, basically, and then they captured Curry Man and did whatever they did to him, and now he's Christopher Daniels and with them. So that's I like kind that, of, and that helps. That helps your yeah. score. So it's yeah, like, I'm gonna go three and a half. One of the things with me was it's like if you look at a match like a seesaw, and yeah, you have to kind of balance. It wasn't balanced at all. It was like oh, way. It, it was supposed to be pretty obvious he was gonna win, but Curry Man being a joke character instead of Christopher <laughs> Daniels makes it look worse than it is. Enzo and Cass don't help as much, but they were they are the current tag team champions at this point. And Rey Mysterio is the Rey Mysterio, and then now Curry Man is Christopher Daniels, but he was Curry Man in the match, so I kind of see how it looks. Somehow. Yeah. Broken Brotherhood are the favorites going in for sure. Okay, Kenny. Is he frozen? He might be. Oh, oh well. Uh, Kenny unfreezes. Um, well, Kenny's unfreezing. I'm kind of tired. Well, if you're tired, you might as well consume a nice raise energy with an assortment of flavors like Baja Lime and uh, the new South Beach flavor with a pina colada taste. Uh, if you want energy that never makes you crash, never makes you jitter, has as much caffeine as a good cup of coffee, and comes in an assortment of rare tastes, uh, pick up some Ray's energy and go to repsports.com, R-E-P-P sports.com and type in the code T1, spell out the word three to get 15% off your order of Ray's energy. It appears Kenny was tired or went to go get a raise as he has lagged off the show. Uh, there is Kenny back. Uh, he got his raise now. So now he's <laughs> back and ready to go. Yeah, I, yeah, it kicked me. Like everybody, it was like a black screen. Everybody's thinking, and then it started doing a little thing. Uh, where did you leave off? Did you uh, hear the whole match? Yeah, I heard the whole match. It was okay. when um, they were explaining that it should be. Oh no! Nope. Like... Did we lose him again? He lagged again. All right, we'll try to get Kenny back for his rating, and then I'll go into my next match. Um, but pick up a raise energy, and hopefully Kenny's internet does the same. <laughs> uh, do you want to just? Start. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll I'll give it like one one minute. Just one. Yeah, or we'll dive into. So, 
so Curry Man got kidnapped. Yes. And, and then he could have been, out. He could have been dunked in the river of reincarnation if you know as part of the broken universe. He could have been just tortured. Who, who knows what happened at this point? Uh, all you know is that Curry Man was tied up at the Hardy compound, and then he was frantic when he stole the hardcore title, and then he turned on Enzo and Ray for the Broken Brotherhood to win. And, and then and, he becomes he's the fallen he, angel. Yeah, he's a fallen angel. He has a, this guy liner on and all that. He's bald. And, yeah. So... Uh, Kenny's working on coming back. I'm hoping he just can. go ahead and move. Go ahead and move forward. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, all right. So Kenny's just messaged. All right. So the next match will be a number one contender match for the X division championship. It's going to be Matt Riddle versus Umaga. Uh, so the build is basically Seth Rogen goes into uh, who's Matt Riddle's manager goes into Teddy Long's office saying it's time for Riddle to have some career advancement. He's been ha- racking up a lot of wins. He's shown that he's a real threat. And Teddy Long says, you know, I want to see him push himself and earn a title shot. I want to see that he is serious. So I'm going to give him a number one contender match for the exhibition championship against Umaga at lockdown. So the winner of this match will be Umaga. Uh, And how, uh, and Kenny, I'll review this with you in just a second after I get you ready for the last one. Uh, but the winner of this match will be Umaga, and it will be by stoppage. After a hard-fought physical banger, uh, Riddle goes for his twisty moonsault off the top rope. Umaga gets the knees up, and then Umaga takes control of the match and hits him with Samoan Spike one, Samoan Spike two, and then just repeatedly throws him into the cage like ten fucking times until he's like a bloody mess. And then security has to go in and get him out. And like even Armando Estrada is like, holy shit. Like he he looks like he was like surprised by this, like, and they declare Umaga the winner by knockout. All right, I'd like to start here. All right, I think you had me everything. I was I was okay with all of this up until the the cage throwing. I think it would have been a much more visceral imagery for him to just keep Simone spike like holding him by the hair, just Simone spiking him till he's like his body's lifeless. He's yeah, he he, he got out. like two of them. I just, you know, I'm using the cage. It's locked down. So he use the cage earlier. He didn't have to use the cage in the finish. Fair enough. Uh, I just, you also could use the cage the- like them trying to get into the cage, but not being able to be like them having to unlock the door and you know I mean trying to like so uh what I was thinking with it is that the cage is what busts him open to it helps bust real open. So he's just kind of throwing him at it and throwing him at it. Like, he's like not just like pushing him into it. He's like picking yeah. him up by his trunks and like yeeting him at it over and over. Like and he's like falling in between the rope and the cage. Like it looks like fucking a bird to a worm. <laughs> um I'm gonna give it a four. I think it would be a pretty decent match. The thing I don't particularly like is that it's ending by stoppage when it's a cage match. Yeah. Well, it's not um, like Hell in a Cell where like weapons or everything. The reason it's stoppage, I will explain it. Even though I, your decision is your decision, but uh, they think Umaga is going to kill him. Like I think it would have been better with point. the Smoan Spikes. He's Smoan Spiking he him. He's lifeless. He's like got blood pouring from his from that inside his mouth, out of his mouth. Like yeah, and that is happening. But he's like his head's busted too from the cage, and like they they think like Armando Estrada like was like holy shit. Like he he's scary. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I'm gonna give yeah, you three I, and a half. Yeah, so I'm gonna give you a four. I think it'd be a pretty good match. I do like it better. The idea of him just repeatedly Samoan spiking him, or even like just. Repeated Samoan drops, um, just I, the Samoan spikes better, but yeah, 
Um, just That's repeatedly do like pretty much trying to kill him, but yeah. not necessarily using the cage. Yeah. I don't think you have to use the cage for everything. I do like the visual of them like coming in to like get riddle. Yeah, yeah. And then so having to have like a bunch of people get Umaga off of it. Yeah. So Kenny. So with Riddle against um, Umaga, a number one contender match for the X Division Championship. Basically, Riddle had been on a winning streak. Asked for uh, some advancement. Tay Long said he wanted to see him push himself and have a number one contender match against Umaga. It's pretty back and forth until Riddle goes for the twisting moonsault. Umaga gets the knees up and takes control, hits two Samoan spikes, basically lays him out, and then he throws him into the cage over and over like 10 times until he's like a bloody heap. And then security has to come in. Like Armando Estrada's like, holy shit, I'm going to get sued. Like they think Umaga's going to kill him. Okay. Yeah, then, then I agree with them then. Yeah, it should have been with the Samoan, uh, Samoan spikes. Um, I'm gonna give that. Um, I'm gonna give that three stars. I think um, it's it's pretty much. Uh, yeah, I give it. I I go with three and a half. I go with three and a half. I think it's not a bad match, but I just think. Yeah, I agree with them as well. That's pretty much where I'm at. Right. I'll take and that. And I also gave you a, a three and a half for the last match. I was about to go into that, but my computer was acting up. Oh, you're all good. If you want to give a quick reason why. And then we'll move on to the next one. Oh yeah, I, it's probably the same exact thing as they said. Oh, just because the yeah. comedy mix with Curry Man was confusing. Yeah. All right. All right. I so will we, say I would have given you a five if you had Umaga when he went for the twisting moonsault or whatever. If you had him Samoan spike him out of that. Oh Ooh, yeah. Well, the, I didn't even the, think of that. The reason I can't do that though is because Riddle comes down with his back facing Umaga, so like you can't get like his like throat, which is what the Samoan spike is supposed to go for. Because like and it's basically his legs. Spike are going him in the back of the neck. But, like his his like legs are going towards Umaga. It's basically a whisper in the wind on somebody laying down. You see, really I still move. I still feel you. I still feel like if you would have spiked him out of the air and then stood up and spiked him till he was lifeless, <laughs> yeah. that would have been. I'd be I'd be terrified right now as just hearing about yeah. that. I'd be scared. <laughs> Which I see the missed opportunity. I, had there. I just <laughs> thought the cage was more lethal, but maybe I should have made focused on making his finisher more. I was like, you also got to know your audience and the fact that me and Damone believe that. The Simone Spike might be the most deadly finisher of all time and most terrifying I, finisher I of all time. <laughs> I should have thought about that too, but I was just like, you know, it's locked down. I'm gonna kill him with the cage. I, so, I I'm not mad at it. So yeah. So the next match, uh, this pairing had a lot of controversy in my last show, but I have a pretty good story written about it. This is this the X Division Championship. It's gonna be Tyler Breeze versus Samoa Joe. Uh, the build. Is after uh this is after Bound for Glory back in October. Please. Hold on, hold on. Can I guess the finish? Just is this, is this, on the ground. No, because I told you the finish. Fuck you. Um, is this a make a? Uh, I forgot about that. I forgot no. you told me the finish. <laughs> let me let me let me tell you what's happening. Let me tell my story. So the week after Bound for Glory, after Breeze uh, has the controversial win of the title, Breeze retains the by title by beating Pete Dunne in the rematch clause. The next week, uh, Christian before joining the Broken Brotherhood. This is still before Survivor Series. Christian's basically calling Breeze worthless and that Samoa Joe giving him a make-a-wish win changes nothing. Uh, he's still the same person that he's been saying he is. And they have a pretty big match in the main event of Impact. Breeze beats Christian. Uh, but then afterwards, he gets attacked by Edge. This is before Broken Brotherhood, but Edge and Christian are together. Uh, Edge attacks him, but Joe comes out and runs Edge off. And then he gets on the mic. And he says he let Breeze win because he couldn't stand to see him in an abusive relationship with Christian anymore. However, he's got to put his own career first. He, uh, he says, I, I am owed a title shot for this title, and you're going to give it to me. 
and Bre- and Breeze accepts the match, knowing that he has to beat Joe to prove he's a real champion. And the next week, Breeze and Joe are booked together to face Edge and Christian in a tag match. Um, after, this is the week of Survivor Series, so now uh, Edge and Christian are with Gangrel and the Hardys. Uh, but Breeze and Joe lose to due to a Gangrel shenanigans they weren't ready for. So afterwards, Breeze and Joe get in each other's faces and are shoving each other, and they visibly have some tension built up. In the Go Home show, there is a package shown, and Samoa Joe ha- is on the Titantron, but it's on like the uh, narrow screen showing that's like on a phone, like a TikTok. Yeah. And he's making fun of Breeze being on TikTok. So he's got like the Breeze wig on, and like he's dressed like him, and he's got a paper title on. And he's dressed up as Breeze saying, uh, he's a paper champion. This win is brought to you by the Make a Wish Foundation. Um, and then he says, "At lockdown, the fantasy's over. I'm putting an end to it. Charity's done. I'm going to be the real champion, and I'm going to make money, and I'm going to win titles." So, does he explain why he did it? Because I don't, I don't remember. He said uh, because he couldn't stand to see, like the crowd, he felt sorry for Tyler Breeze and that Christian, that abusive relationship with Christian. But now he's got to put his own career first. He's owed a title shot. Uh, so he basically. He said, I felt sorry for you, Breeze, but now sympathy's over. I'm taking Fair over enough. now. Fair enough. All right, so here's the match. Samoa Joe controls most of the match because he's bigger than Tyler Breeze. Um, he hits a big uh, muscle buster from the second rope. Uh, Breeze kicks out. He tries to put him to sleep with the coquina clutch. Breeze gets the arm up on the second drop and fights out of it. Uh, and then Joe throws him into the cage to keep him down. And then he's screaming, why won't you stay down? He's really frustrated. Um, and then Joe's, after uh, you know hitting a big Samoan drop and still not getting a two count, he goes and tries to climb the cage. He's like, all right, I'm just going to get out of here and win the match. So he gets about halfway up. And then Breeze runs and drop kicks the cage. Samoa Joe lands on the rope, kind of like on his nuts. Uh, not like, a, you know, like the rope spot where you kind of like, yeah. like that. And then Breeze hits the beauty shot, which is the spinning wheel kick finisher, onto Joe into the cage. Joe falls over, and Breeze pins him one, two, three. And then uh, as Breeze is celebrating his win and the cage lifts, uh, Umaga and Estrada come out, and a tired Tyler Breeze is hit with a Samoan spike, while Armando Estrada is in Samoa Joe's face saying, you've lost your roots, and we can help you find them. Um, I'm going to give it a four and a half. Ooh. It was going to be like a three and a half, but at combining Umaga, Estrada, and Samoa Joe, I like. The thing I didn't like is that you had like Samoa Ju- Joe do like the John Cena make fun wow. of your opponent thing. Hmm. Um, Because I don't feel like it's You know Joe's. like the Wendy spot that he was doing with AJ? It, I was trying to capture that kind of feeling. Right. Where he's like a dick, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, I'll give it a four and a half. You definitely, I think it'd be a really good match, and I do like the him doing the the beauty shot into the cage to win. Uh, but I like the uh, Umaga. I like the concept of Umaga, Samoa Joe, and Estrada. Um, I'm gonna give it. I like the Samoa Joe. I like basically everything he said, but I'm going to do a three and a half. I'll take it. Kenny, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty much in between. I'm at a four. 
I think I think it's pretty good. I think um, the segment, like the actual match, was decent, and then Umaga coming out the end really saves it as well. I think it would have been a three, I guess, a match, but then that Umaga part saved it as well. So I'm gonna go up to just a solid. Four. All right, note for future: push Umaga because <laughs> everybody fucking loves him here. Yeah, we love Umaga. R.I.P. All right, so I successfully cleaned up. The error from last match, you can never mention it again. I'm perfect. All right. <laughs> incorrect. Definitely incorrect. Uh, that, that's what we call a cleanup. But that, that's how we fix our booking, baby. Uh, so the next match will be our world title match. It'll be Batista versus The Undertaker. Uh, so they've had a couple of matches since Undertaker won the world title matches. Uh, since Batista won, it's a couple like the lesser shows. But each time it kept ending in no contest because Matt Hardy... And uh, his group kept – Matt and Jeff at first and later Edge and Christian and Gangrel kept fucking with the matches. Uh, so uh, Batista says the Undertaker has a full plate and that he should give up his title shot to a wrestler who's really ready for it, who's really paying attention. He says that Taker is devaluing his belt by chasing both him and Matt Hardy at the same time. Batista and Taker are forced to face the Hardys in a tag match which ends in a no contest as Batista and the Undertaker in a brawling outside of the ring. Uh, then they have a contract signing the next week for the final match between the Undertaker and Batista at lockdown, and it ends in the Undertaker uh, last riding Batista through the table. Uh, the next week, uh, the Undertaker has a match against uh, Jeff Hardy, and Batista attacks him after, but dressed as Matt Hardy with the broken wig and the outfit on. And he's screaming, maybe now you'll pay attention to me. Maybe now you'll focus on the match. Uh, and then he hits a big Batista bomb on The Undertaker. And then uh, Teddy Long, to ensure that the Broken Brotherhood does not interfere in this match, he basically says that if any Broken Brotherhood member finds their way into this match, they'll be shot and killed before they enter the impact zone again. Wow. Uh, like, he's saying no I'm more sorry, bullshit. What? Quit ruining my main events. Like, he's serious. He's, like, saying we will – you will not be allowed back into the impact zone if you uh like Teddy Long's tired of having his main events crashed. Um, so he's Kim Jong il now. <laughs> he just wants the supernatural ghost to stop rooting his match. <laughs> so uh the match happens, uh, and it's a back and forth spectacle. The Undertaker and Batista in their prime, you know they can throw down. You saw WrestleMania 23, we all did. Um, but Batista seems to be getting the upper hand of every exchange. However, the Undertaker breaks out of every attempt out of a Batista bomb. Batista goes for a big spear on The Undertaker towards the cage, but Undertaker dodges out of the way, so Batista hits his head. And then Undertaker hits him up for a last ride, throws him right into the cage where it bounces off, almost like the buckle bomb bounce, but into the cage with the last ride. And then gets a big choke slam, hits it on him in the center of the ring, pins him one, two, three. Afterwards, the lights go out, and you just hear like the gangrel, type music and then the top of the cage is a surrounded in fire and then behind him is the broken brotherhood and they basically beat the shit out of him and hold him down with matt hardy in the undertaker's face saying your judgment day is impending okay so i get what you're doing with the hardys and everything but i feel like it's too much like i feel like i'm watching wcw Oh, no. Where the NWL was in every fucking segment. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna give it a three and a half. Okay. Like I think it'd be a pretty decent match, but I feel like it's I'm starting to get hardied out. 
Fair enough. I agree. It's going to be a three for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Ah. I think Batista Undertaker is like, that's always gold whenever they're against each yeah, other. Yeah, they're and finishing the match before the Hardys get involved because Teddy Long has the snipers. <laughs> that's a, that's a thing, I think that was a potential to be a five-star match. But it's just, ah, it's just, see, that's what, like. That's why I say this. Batista and Matt Hardy get up and then. Like, <laughs> I forgot about that. And then we got, like. Well, it's because Undertaker was kind of like ignoring Batista, but still chasing the title. So he's like, "Are you kidding me? Like, I'm trying to be a champion here. Like, he's had championship matches. He beat Dolph Ziggler in the rematch clause. Like, he's trying to be a champion. And the Undertaker's playing fucking ghosts and goblins, and it's pissing Batista off. Is basically what's going on. So, so Batista had to get sexy for the Undertaker to pay attention to him. Yes. Yeah. It just kind of like I don't know. It just it's one of those things where it gets goofy because I'm imagining him dressed up. As Matt Hardy beat him up around the arena, and we really supposed to take this serious. <laughs> Is that? And then like, uh, yeah, I don't know. And and I was about to say that part too with the Hardys and being in every segment of the show. It's like, oh, it's like the Hardy Man, Cur- it's like the Hardy Man, Har- Hardys and Curry Man show. And it's just Curry like, Man. You know what I'm saying? Um, it is like, like Curry Man Because <laughs> when you first announced with Batista vs. Undertaker, I was, it was pretty much going to get five stars at me. They always do the five stars. But I just think as the segment was going on, it was constantly dropping 0.5 with each thing that was going on. Damn. So, yeah, I got I to gotta go three. I just got to go flat out three. I'll take it. Uh, it's just like I since the Monsters Ball match and even before, I've been trying to build up this like Matt Hardy Undertaker thing. And I've yeah. got a long-term plan for it. So it's just like I have to finish out this Batista Undertaker feud and have a banger between them. But I also want to build up to this thing. And the other stuff going on is kind of the, like Matt Hardy's plan. His ultimate plan is to take every title on the roster. Like that is the goal, uh, is the domination. That That's the goal. So that's why they're messing with the world title, the hardcore title, tag champs, uh, because they're kind of trying to take over. That's their goal. Uh, so that that's kind of my, my line of thinking. But – I got plans for Matt Hardy and Undertaker, so I'm not pressed. I think yeah. you would have been better off if, like, a lot of the pre-before-the-match stuff, you kept the Hardys out of it. Mm. And then at the end, like, Undertaker wins the title. Yeah. Then you have the 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 Hardy brother or the Brotherhood or whatever you're calling yeah. them come out suddenly and then attack the Undertaker. Yeah. Uh, I was just trying to keep for it because, like, you know, Batista, I mean, Undertaker won his number one contender match like four months ago at this point. So it's just like they've had to have faced each other before. And the only reason for them to be facing each other like a second or third time is hardy interference. And I'm still trying to keep both of these feuds kind of alive. Finish one, progress another. Um, was kind of my line of thinking. Um, So, all right. So here's my main event. And I'll start with the build. It's going to be uh, the new breed. Uh, and by reading the card, you're not going to understand what's going on. So you have to hear the build after, uh, the new breed, which is now consisting of Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Mustafa Ali, Pete Dunn. On the other side will be the Miz, John Morrison, Ryan Nemeth, and Marcus Corvon. How does that build? I will tell you. So, uh, Dolph gets his rematch clause against Batista after losing the title and showing back up at the Survivor Series. Uh, but he loses despite the new breed trying to cheat for him. So like Batista overcomes all that new breed bullshit, uh, and beats Dolph Ziggler. Uh, and afterwards Ziggler is visibly pissed and he basically is screaming at Corvon, like 
you caused this. Like, I'm blaming you. And then the rest of the group just kind of goes in on Corvon. They beat the shit out of him. They kick him out. Um, so he's blaming Corvon for the reason he lost the match. Wait, who – is he the only black wrestler in their group? Uh, <laughs> yes. But there is still a Middle Eastern man. It's not an act of racism. <laughs> so you did, you did like the NWO did yeah. when Shawn Michaels like – there's only one. There's one. There, thing there wasn't a Middle Eastern this. guy in the NWO. There was not a Middle Eastern guy or a British guy. Uh, I something British guy that's okay, just not right. Okay. Uh, so, Miz hosts Miz TV, him and Morrison. Actually, it would be the dirt sheet because there's both of them, the dirt sheet. Um, and he has uh, Ryan Nemeth and Dolph Ziggler. And it's a place for Ryan to basically say, is. Where were you when Roman Reigns beat the shit out of me when I was injured? You walked away because you were mad you lost your title. You didn't come and help me. Because you remember Ryan Nemeth got injured by Christian, was celebrating when Batista won, and then Roman beat the shit out of him. Like, And Dolph never came to help. So he was like, where were you? And he's like, Dolph, you're losing your mind, going after your title. You're not you anymore. And uh, Miz and Morrison are kind of just like enjoying the drama at first. Um, and then Dolph kind of... You know, starts to attack Ryan Nemeth, just fucking like hits him with the microphone, starts to pound on him, and Miz and Morrison pull him off. And they're just like, dude, what are you doing? Like, there's like, what's going on with you? Um, so this leads to a tag match between uh Dolph and Drew McIntyre facing Miz and Morrison, where Dolph and Drew will win that match. Um, and then afterwards, uh Corvon and Nemeth will come out and brawl with uh Ali and Dunn on the outside. Um and Teddy Long comes out and is like, hold up there, players. Hold up there, players. You guys will be facing off in a lethal lockdown match. And it will be Miz and Morrison and Ryan Nemeth and Marcus Corvon versus Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Pete Dunne, and Mustafa Ali. <laughs> I hate uh, you. I'll be honest. I hate you, Teddy It's Long. a hard impression, okay? You do it better. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, that was cracking me up with an impersonation of him. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, in Lethal Lockdown, uh, I actually go into who kind of starts in the orders just because it matters more for the story in this. Uh, Dolph and Ryan start the match, and Dolph beats the shit out of Ryan until Corvan enters second, and Corvan uh, kind of saves Ryan. And as they're all into the match at this point, uh, Drew and Corvan are dominating the match. Uh, they kind of take out the others, and they brawl it out until Drew throws a chair to Corvan and claymores it into his face. Uh, and from there, the new breed takes over. Uh, Morrison's attempt at high fly moves are all reversed. Miz is repeatedly put in submissions by Pete Dunne. And uh, Dolph and Drew, oh, sorry, uh, Dolph and Drew keep Ryan and Corvon out of the match. And this is until uh, the new breed fully takes control, puts Corvon onto a table where Ali climbs to the top of the cage and goes for an 0-5-4. And Corvon gets off the table. And after he does this, Ryan goes from behind Dolph and hits a zigzag. The Miz uh, gets the skull-crushing finale on uh, Pete Dunne. And then the Morrison comes from like off the camera hitting a flying chuck on Drew McIntyre. And then Corvon kind of crawls over and gets the arm on Ali, who's fucking eviscerated at this point, for the 1-2-3. Um, that's... The match, and then after, uh, basically the the smoke clears, the faces win, they walk away, and the new breeds all left in the the ring. 
and Dolph is looking visibly mad again, and he's basically pointing Drew and Dunn at Ali because he ate the pin, and he's like saying, he's weak, he doesn't belong here, he's got to go. And so Drew and Dunn hold Ali up, and Dolph super kicks him three times, and then they drop his dangling body. So he did it again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I also I just realized you have a shit ton of factions too. I have two. I feel like you have more than two. I have two. Maybe it's I, just that they're all, they're like prevailing. So there was the Christian Coalition. They broke up. Okay. Uh, so it's just the Broken Brotherhood is really prevailing, and the New Breed lost their match, and they're slowly disintegrating. But they, you know, are they're beating the shit out of each other. They're not winning matches. They're just beating the shit out of each other. So that's what's going on with my faction situation. I have two. They're very okay. relevant, but there's two. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give it a four. I think it'd be a pretty good match. Um, I do like the Ryan Nemeth and Dolph stuff that you're doing there. Um, yeah, I think it'd be a pretty solid match. Like, it's not the best match ever. But I think it'd be a pretty solid match. I do like your storyline. I kind of feel like this should be the co-main event, and the other one should be the main event. Like the championship match should be the main I event. I do, so. but I put it here just because yeah. I wanted the lethal lockdown to be at the end because you know it's lockdown. You got you got to do that. Okay, that makes sense. But yeah, I'm gonna go with four. Okay. Um, I think that you're putting a lot of faith in Dolph Ziggler to be the, the number one guy on your show. I um, mean, you know me. Uh, I but know. But Dolph, Dolph Ziggler hasn't won a match in the last two that's, pay-per-views. That's awesome. I get that. I'm just saying, I don't think he should be closing the show here. I think you should swap this match with the other Lethal Lockdown match, and it would be better. It... I, it's a three and a half for me. There's not. Actually, yeah, you're right. If you're into the lethal lockdown, that should have been that one because that's well, been I your Curry prevailing. To go into the other one, so that I w- didn't want to have the hardcore so late in the show. So uh, that's why I was kind of doing the Curry Man thing. I think that hurt you doing the Curry Man thing right before. Yeah, I think you would have been better off if there was some breathing room between the Curry Man, like Curry stealing Curry Man stealing the title, because you could have done shit where like. You could have literally had Al Snow sneak in and steal it back, like yeah. as a clip, and then you can have Curry Man do all that later on the show, and then do the the big reveal that he turned and he's actually Christopher Daniels, the fallen yeah. angel. I got you. And to end the show, and I wanted the Broken Brotherhood to get that win before going after the Undertaker as well. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take your it's your opinions who matter here. I, I still wanted to also close with Dolph Ziggler because he's the goat, but. Um, <laughs> and I can't believe it's yeah. Travis of all people complaining about that. <laughs> I'm not complaining. I just think that you have a lot of really top tier guys. And well, you got to keep in mind my, my well, you got to keep in mind two things about my show. One, on my roster, anybody can be a world champion at any moment because I believe Same. that all my talent is worthy of being world champions. Like everybody on my roster, besides Takashi Six Nine, it was a mistake. Um, <laughs> could, be a world, could be a world champion. Like, okay. And also, Dolph was the former world champion. and got the, I don't know. Dolph is not like mid-card on my show. He is a main event guy. And he has been for a long time. Because he was just TNA champion for eight months before Bound for Glory. 
Like he's probably had like six or seven title reigns with that. Like <laughs> he, he's he's the top. He's not like the top guy, like holding on to it, like strong holding, but he's consistently in that picture. It's always the ones you love yes. that turn their back on you. Kenny, what do you uh, think? Uh, I'm also I'm gonna go with with straight three. I personally think the Batista and Undertaker match should have been main event. This is mean. Um, but yeah, I don't think it was a bad segment for for. I just think it was uh, pretty much with the same shit they said. Like I feel like it should have been mixing mixing around. Like I feel like that shouldn't have been the main event. But I understand. But I understand where you're coming from. You saying anybody can be a world champion anytime. So I understand where. Yeah. So, so, yeah, and I'm also build, building people like, uh, you know, I have big plans for a lot of the people in this match going into the future shows. And the, I just want a lethal lockdown to be main event. I thought it fit more than having Enzo Cass and fucking Curry Man be in the main event. Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of my line of thinking is because in TNA, they always like even at war games, they start with war games, they end with war games. Uh, yeah. Even though I didn't start with lethal lockdown, I wanted to end with lethal lockdown. No, that makes sense. I think that. Because you have the hard, especially because you have the hardies and so like bleeding through so much of your store, your your pay per view and your show in general, mm. you could have had that close. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it just feels like instead of being their own stories, it feels like one big story. It feels like I'm watching two hours of one story, if that makes sense. Instead of little, like everybody has their own story. It's just one big ass story. There you definitely like, are Impact, though, because Impact loves to do that. I, I'm trying to kind of create, like, a show story on top of, like, the little stories. Like, there's, of course, the title chases and all that, but I'm trying... Because, like, when you do, like, a supernatural faction, you can't... Either they're going to be a joke, or they have to borderline take over, because they are supernatural. Like... People yeah. don't have human solutions to this yet, besides Teddy Long threatening to get snipers. Like, you know, <laughs> like he had to resort to that. He he can't afford that. He's just talking through his teeth to keep them out. He had no other thing to do. Teddy Long doesn't know what how to keep fucking fire from the top of his cage, like that Gangrel is doing. He doesn't know how to deal with vampires. That was the other thing that that got the other match of three. <laughs> I can't think what it was. That's what it was. It was. It was the uh, Matt Hardy dress-up thing, and then it was that. It was those two. I can't think of the other thing was. <laughs> but, like, Teddy Long can't handle these things. He's not equipped. He's just there to make matches. And then he's got these <laughs> fucking, like, goblins and ghouls and fucking undead <laughs> creatures ruling his show. And he's like, God damn it. I really should have taken the impact job. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That is the end of my show. Um, so... I'm very happy with what I received. I feel like I tied a lot of loose ends and cleaned up a lot of messes from my previous show. And long-term booking, baby. It's only getting better from here. So uh, before we wrap up, uh, first, we've already talked about our Ray's Energy, delicious energy drinks, never crash, never jitter. We also have organiclovin.com where you can pick up uh, sex-positive books, uh, erotic seminars, and other things. Uh, and other nope. things to supplement your wrestling matches so it does not end up like Dusty Rhodes versus Daniel Cormier. Uh, <laughs> so unless that's good. what you're into. Unless that's what you're into, you can pick some products up with promo code T1, spell out three, at organiclovin, L-O-V-E-N, dot com. Uh, and I'm going to run it 
through the plugs for you guys because you three have some incredible shows the others people need to check out and this time i'm gonna have you guys do it a little bit different give us a little synopsis of what your shows are kenny what is the bad guy spoken podcast it is the greatest podcast ever um basically you get <laughs> to talk about shit. so basically um it's pretty much a lot of unpopular opinions and just um pretty much show where we just pretty much give like points that aren't pc so it's just when you come in and don't expect to just get your regular old podcast when you get in there you're gonna it's some, some very it's very uh, heavy points that we're coming across with so so you're gonna be coming into a lot um check out bad guy versus this is the uh, b show with bad guy spoken which is us playing playing video games um we also have uh food truck friday or local food friday depending on you know what time of year it is um we just go out and try different foods and we get those um get those different ratings and we have um we try so you don't have to on TikTok with me, Travis, and a few other guests. Um, where we try out different foods and they like, saved me from trying rap snacks. Thank you. All right. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Do I want to try the rap snacks, chips? And then I saw you all try them and I was like, Okay, I don't have to. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely it's definitely good. Definitely try those out. And yeah, like every I'm trying to have something new every day. Um, I've been slacking on the uh top fives, but yeah, those are coming too as well. I'm trying to think. Do something different with that, but yeah, that's coming too. And Monday night's game night, where you play something different every Monday. So when you check out Bad Guy Podcast, you're getting something with Edge a little bit different, almost like the ECW of the podcast world. You got to be ready for the <laughs> unexpected. You're ready to hit with something that you know we might not talk about in our daily conversations. It's going to hit a little bit different, so you kind of have to go in with that mindset. Uh, Damone, tell us a little bit about Debatable. Uh, so Debatable, we debate uh, the serious, the silly, and everything in between. Um, it's mostly silly, but, um, so usually we do two topics. First topic will just be just a random thing. Um, like what's the, uh, like, uh, what's, what do you like? I'm just fucking trying like to think. Food, cartoons. Yeah. Like, like it'll that, be like, yeah. A food, yeah, it'll be like, what's the best breakfast food or something like that. Some just basic. Yeah. Um, and then we get into a tournament, um, Love which those. goes under Travi T rules. So we each throw out different ideas and uh, we do a tournament till they we break it down until there's one final winner and that's declared the winner of the tournament. So like uh, like we've done for like uh, 90s shows, um, uh, uh, worst people in history, best people in oh, history. That's a good one. I should have been on that one with all my expertise. I don't know why I wasn't there for that. Yeah, we've done a bunch of them. Um, so, yeah, check out Debatable on the T13 Media Network. Um, also, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at because I be tweeting. You can follow me at the Money Cult. That's D-A-M-O-N-E-Y-C-L-T, like the team. Go Cult and go Lakers. Um, and um, I, where I tweet about football, wrestling, MMA, basketball, politics, or whatever random thought comes in my mind. It goes off there. Yeah. Uh, I'd be streaming as well. Um, at some point, I'll be streaming again. Uh, so twitch.tv slash T13media. Follow us there. Hit the follow button. Hit the subscribe button. Help us make some money. Help us out. Help me out. So the T13 Media Twitch, uh, you can catch all of the T13 personalities. Hi-Fi Mike, D-Money. Um, you can catch... Bad guy Kenny, Travi T, all them playing games and streaming for your entertainment. Uh, so yeah, bad guy has spoken on all social media, dumb money cult, as you heard, and Travi T 
what do you got cooking up for us? I mean, they already did my plugs, basically everything that I'm on, they already talked about. So follow me on yeah. <laughs> Instagram, TikTok, and uh, Twitter at Primetime Chavy T. That's P R I M E T I M E T R A V V Y T on Instagram and TikTok. And then P R I M E T I M E T R A V Y T on Twitter because uh, Twitter's trying to help me. Hashtag it, Travi the V. Got it. So we got some incredible shows cooking up. We had a great episode of Debatable here today. Excited to see what Mike and Keith fill in for our scores on me and Damone's cards. But I think this was one of the best nights in fantasy booking wrestling history here tonight on Book It. So with that, have a good night and see you next week. Bye. Ugh. Bye. <laughs>